Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We are wrapping up a new or our, uh, our latest message series called Redefined. And what we've been doing over the last five weeks, uh, last four weeks, is redefining some concepts in our life, in our faith, in our relationships. We talked about what it means to truly rest. We talked about what it means to be chosen, uh, chosen by by God, and uh, kind of redefining some of these things in our life. And you can always catch up on the podcast or on uh, on YouTube. But today, what I want to get into, I want to get into what it's like, what it looks like to redefine what an enemy is to you, to redefine what an enemy is to me. How do we, when, 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 I, when I think of an enemy, when you think of an enemy, if I said, think of an enemy that you have, real quickly, I want you to think of an example of an enemy that you have, and you don't have to say who it is, but did somebody think of a person? Did somebody, did anybody think of a person? A few people who were brave enough to raise their hand. Okay, don't worry about it. And I'm talking a little bit too fast, and it's only 9 a.m., so let's all just give ourselves a break. When we think of an enemy, we often think of someone. This person is our enemy. You know, I uh, sometimes for these Sunday mornings, um, I have become such a, uh, or, or so much of a healthier person than I used to be through these Sunday mornings because you guys are basically like my therapy every Sunday. Like I just dump all of my issues out onto you and you guys are such good listeners because you never, you hardly ever interrupt me. Uh, so that's very much appreciated. And so what I've been able to do is I have this like 30 minutes of, of therapy that I get out every, every Sunday. And I know I've shared this before, but growing up and, and even now still, I'm 41 years old, a young 41, very young 41, 41 years old. And something I still deal with is I, I, have, this, I have this conflict within myself where, and it's connected to kind of like my personality, but I, I, I feel like I have to do things for people in order to be loved by them, okay? So I feel like I have to, I have to uh, around the house, I feel like uh, Corbin, uh, my son, and Amber, my wife, that I have to earn their love somehow by doing laundry, uh, going to pick up food for them, bringing breakfast tacos. I feel like the king of the world on a Saturday morning when I leave before they wake up and I go get coffee and breakfast tacos and I show up with, you know, Amber Summer Moon and Corbin Summer Moon and then some kolaches or breakfast tacos and I feel like I will have earned love today. And I know that it's not healthy to think I have to earn love. Excuse me. I know it's not healthy to think that you have to earn love, but if I'm not careful, sometimes I'll slip into that way of thinking. I'll think I need to do something. I, I and just who I am and just Dominic, I am not enough without having to do anything to be loved, to be wanted, to be appreciated. And so if you can see how this maybe would come into the faith area of my life, 
where I don't feel enough to be loved by the people in my life, so I didn't feel enough to be loved by God. So I, I had this very long struggle with people would always tell me, like, well, God already, God already loves you for who you are, where you are. And, and in my mind, I could, it was one of those things where, like, I could literally understand that for everyone else on earth, Right? For everyone, I could get, yeah, it doesn't matter what you, what you have done. I know that God loves you. I know that for a fact. It doesn't matter what you have said, what you have thought, what mistakes that you think you have made. Nothing is too big and too crazy for you to not be loved, forgiven, and graced with God's love. But when I look at myself, I'm like, yeah, but there was those, there was those things that I said to that person. There was the the things that I, have, that I have done, and I would take the time to disqualify myself from the love that was freely given. This would happen in my relationships, in life. This would happen in my faith. I would, I would make cases against myself. And so in this area of my life, my greatest enemy was not the people who were terrible to me or who I thought offended me and did all these certain things. The greatest enemy was me. The greatest enemy to my growth in my faith and my growth as a human being was the thoughts that I would entertain in my head. Me taking the time to disqualify who people already told me that I was. You know, people in my life that loved me and I loved them and I trusted them and they trusted me, they would tell me how much I was loved. They would tell me how much they appreciated me. And I would say thank you and then internally say, yeah, but you probably don't mean it as much as you think you do. Trust me. If you really knew how, you know, lame of a person I was or, you know, that I like LeBron more than Michael Jordan, you know, you wouldn't want to be friends with me. Just an example. You know, for, uh, if you guys don't know Matt Worthington, he was up here earlier. For as good friends as we are, we don't see eye to eye on two huge things. I'm all Apple. He hates Apple. I'm Team LeBron, and he's Team Jordan. These are two big areas in our life. That was Okay, so that's just a little inside for you. If, he, if you know who Matt is, you need to meet Matt and ask him about it. The biggest enemy I had was me. And, I, and so as today, I, I'm wanting to, or for today, I'm wanting y'all to think about the enemies that you have in your life. Maybe for you, your enemy is you compare yourself to others. Who do you compare yourself to? You know where it's easy to compare? I know this has been said a million times. It's easy to compare ourselves to others when we're scrolling. We're scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And especially in the summertime, every time I see somebody, I, I, I feel like, I want to be at Lake Travis. I want to be at Lake Travis this weekend with my sunglasses on, smiling at a camera on a boat. I want to do that. I want to be at the river. And I say all that while I'm at a pool with some friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> when we, is, that, is that something that you struggle with? Do you compare yourself to others? You wished you had uh, the job they had, the, the life they had, the money they have, the family that they have. Do you wish you had the free time that they have? Comparing yourself to others is one of your enemies, one of your struggles, worrying so much, worrying about things that are going to happen. 
Maybe you can think of a time recently where you worried something was going to happen and it never did, but you spent all that time and energy, there it was, you spent all that time and energy worrying about that thing. What about for you, is it, are you worried about making things perfect? Are you a perfectionist? Do you stress yourself out trying to make sure everything is in its right place? Do you stress yourself out making sure, are you you the kind of person that doesn't start a project or doesn't start something until you know the exact perfect way to start it? So when somebody else could have got it done in a day, it took you weeks because you're like, well, I just, I don't know the exact way to start. And if I start this project, I need to know exactly what tools I need to go get at Lowe's. And if I go to Lowe's, I need to make sure I wait for, you know, when there's a sale on the tools, because if I'm going to get the tool and it's just for this project, I want to make sure I get it on sale. Is anyone else's brain <laughs> work like this? <laughs> I'm stressing myself out with that example. I don't even have a project to do. These are some of the enemies in our life that will prevent us from growing, from growing in our uh, emotional health, our mental health, and definitely growing in our spiritual health that will prevent us from growing in our faith. Now, there's a couple of verses I want to look at today. One's in Ephesians, and the other one is in Matthew. Ephesians 6, 12. Now, let me tell you real quickly about the book of Ephesians. It's written by a man named Paul, and it was actually a letter written to a group of people in a city called Ephesus. And he was kind of writing this letter to them to address some of the questions and stuff that they had. So, you know, I highly encourage you to go read the book of Ephesians on your own. It's, it's not a very long read, 10 to 15 minutes. But he's addressing some of the questions that they have and kind of teaching them the ways of how to follow this new path of of Jesus, and they were trying to figure it out just like you and I are trying to figure out this walk of faith. And towards the end of the letter, he's reminding them, telling them to stay strong in their faith, to prepare for enemies, to prepare for enemies, but he's not talking about some physical battle they need to get ready for. Watch what he says here. This is uh, Ephesians 6. Verse 12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. What Paul is saying is don't prepare for battle with people in your life. The people in our lives We are meant to love the people in our lives. Now, before I say anything else, there are plenty of toxic people, or at least toxic for me, that I needed to get out of my life, that I needed to block on social media, that I needed to stop interacting with them. So when I say love people, when Jesus talks about loving people, it doesn't mean you let everyone say whatever they want to you. It doesn't mean you let everyone do whatever they want to you. It doesn't mean you let people walk all over you. It just means we take the time to intentionally see, understand, and act upon the fact that people are not our enemies. Paul says here, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. When you're looking for enemies, stop looking at people. They're not the enemy. The enemy is in our own head. It's us comparing ourselves to others. In fact, write this down if, if you're taking notes. Comparison with others Comparison with others will, or comparison to others, you comparing yourself to somebody else in your life, 
That will sabotage your life more than any one person ever could. Think about maybe, maybe uh, I know this is a bad memory. Think about somebody who has sabotaged your life. I'm already thinking about that one person. <clears throat> they sabotaged my life, he or she. I would, I would go back and, and at least 25-year-old at least Dom, 26-year-old Dom would think, they sabotaged my life. Now I'm a little bit older, not so much more wiser, but I can look back and think, oh, I was just, I, 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 was, I had some immaturity, and maybe they did too. But I can look back at that, and it's not sabotaging my life anymore. But if I keep comparing myself to the people around me, there's always, one, there's always somebody who's going to have more money, bigger things, more free time, more followers, whatever it is. So comparison to others, that will sabotage our life. That will be way more of an enemy than any one person ever could. Another verse I want to look at, so we have that in mind that we're, we're not fighting against people. Our enemies are not people. There are things we can't see that we can't touch. Comparison, worry, perfectionism. Feeling like you're not enough. So the next verse I want to look at is Matthew, the book of Matthew. Matthew 5, this is, uh, uh, we're going to be uh, looking at something that Jesus was saying. There's this, and we, and we, and we, we, we come to this a lot. I don't know, I mean, I, I don't always do it on purpose, but it's so fun to always hit Matthew 5, 6, and 7. There's a lot of, a lot of juice there where Jesus is kind of teaching on a lot of different topics, many topics that are still very, uh, uh, very relevant to us today. So we're looking at Matthew 5, 43 through 45, and Jesus is taking time to talk about our enemies. Now, in this particular area, in this particular part, Jesus is talking about other people. Okay? So when we looked at what Paul was saying in Ephesians, Paul was like, hey, listen, we're, we're not fighting people. But for this particular verse, I, I want you to put back in your mind those people in your life who have been enemies to you, even if it was for a day, for a week. People in your life who have been enemies to you, who you would consider an enemy. It's such a strong, isn't it? So we're going to look at 5, 43 through 45. Watch this. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus, it sounds like he's getting prepped, revved up for a redefinition. Because he starts off with, you have heard it said, right? You have heard the law that, and watch him redefine this here in the same breath, but I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who, pers who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. It appears, it appears that when God looks at people, especially after the sacrifice that Jesus did, that God looks at us through the lens of Jesus' actions. And Jesus' actions, especially on the cross, 
have made a way, have made a path of forgiveness, grace, and love. So now, when God looks at us, all of us, not just the good ones, not just the ones that go to church, so you guys are in luck, if that's the case. When God looks at us, he sees someone worth loving, worth taking a chance on, worth offering hope, worth offering grace. So that person that we see is our enemy what does it look like to love that person? Well, I know a few people that I used to would consider an enemy, and love definitely does not mean going to give them a hug or calling them to say what's going on. <laughs> not interested. But maybe, maybe, and again, I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to speak for me. I'll speak for you in a moment. I'm going to speak for me where maybe... Love, for me, looks like forgiving that person for whatever wrong I think they did. Letting them off the hook for whatever I have been holding on to because of what they said at one time, what they did at one time, what they didn't say or do, how they treated someone that I loved. When we realize when we realize our enemy, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. When we realize our enemy isn't another person, we become more of the person that God has created us to be. We are starting to get in the same alignment as what Jesus was trying to teach, what Jesus was trying to show us. When we realize that another person in our life isn't the enemy, It's, 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 it's difficult to wrap our heads around because I can, I can go on Instagram right now and I'll do one scroll, one big scroll, and I can probably point out two or three people uh, that I'm like, I don't agree with them on a few different things. I don't like the way they have to think about this. I don't like the way they have to say things about this particular topic. Some strong opinions that people have that I feel like, I don't know how you could think that. I don't know how you could approach things in that way. But uh, I want to point something out in Matthew 5, 42 through 43, that it, it doesn't say agree. <laughs> it doesn't say agree with your enemies. It says to love your enemies. Love the people in your life that are hateful. Love the people in your life that want to tear you down. Here's what I want you to do this week. This is my challenge for myself and my challenge for you. Is I want you to pick someone in your life that you maybe previously have seen as an enemy or someone that is, uh, has hatred towards you or someone that is angry with you for, for reasons you don't understand or you don't agree with or someone who's just really been on your nerves I want you to think about this person and think about what they might be struggling with in their life. Because many people don't know for myself, they don't know that I struggle with feeling worthy of love, worthy of attention, worthy of affection. People don't know that. 
I don't offer that information. Well, I do on Sundays, I guess. <laughs> I don't offer that information to strangers. This person who, that may, did they grow up with some childhood trauma? Did they grow up with an abusive parent? Are they constantly worrying about what people think about them? Are they comparing themselves to others? Are they perfectionists? Chances are they're one of these things or struggling with maybe a few of those things. And what if, what if, for a minute, for an hour, for a day, we were able to view this particular person through the eyes of God, what would change in our perspective of that person? Does it mean we have to agree with them? No. Does it mean we have to reach out to them and go meet them and give them a hug and pay for a meal? No. But loving someone means offering forgiveness, even if it's just within your heart. Loving someone changes your perspective on the people around you. And that's what we've been doing these past few weeks is redefining some of these important things in our life. And it's not easy. It's not easy to look at someone who is especially, there are some special jerks in my life. And I'm sure there's some special ones in yours too. So it's not about, I mean, how can you, how can you, how can you avoid someone and love them? How can you healthily take people out of your life that are not good for you, but still love them? That is the challenge. That is the journey. But that's what we're challenged with by Jesus. That's what we're challenged with in this faith. Not a fake love. Not a love because you're supposed to. Loving people because you're supposed to helps no one. In fact, it hurts more than it helps. But choosing to love someone, choosing to forgive someone, choosing to offer someone grace. Grace, by definition, is offering something that is not deserved. That's what God offers us, grace. What if, just for this week, just for one day, that person that you can't stand, you offered them a little bit of grace. And you redefined what an enemy was for you. If you could, I want you to close your eyes real quick and bow your heads. I want to pray for us this morning. God, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have had over these past few weeks to redefine some of these key things in our life. Thank you for all the time that Evo has given us here in this building and the way we've been able to grow together. God, for us, church and what that looks like is going to be redefined starting on Father's Day. So I pray that we would be bold enough to step into that, that we would be bold enough to step into the redefinition of our faith, redefining our enemies, redefining what stands in front of us, and that we would see that we have a community of people who have our struggles. We have the things going on, but we lean on each other. We trust you, God, and we love you, and we thank you, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. 
We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Music